I am going to spend this money and buy this book about fairies and drawing tree people. <laughs> And welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm breaking it down. And I'm bad. Full of W's. Uh, and this is Fools of Tools, a podcast for the questioning quill right with all of the W's and G's and H's. Uh, gentlemen, how are we? How is everyone? Uh, Brett, seeing as we've already been talking, what have you been up to? Well, I have been working on the kitchen space area for the home and then doing lots of odds and ends just to get things back in order. Um, I think with the random discussions I've been having about different work projects and videos and all the editing that I have to do, I need to kind of do a mental cleanup. And that usually consists of me organizing and getting the physical space cleaned up because then there's nothing for me to be distracted by. So we're in full on clean shop, happy shop mode, aside from getting a little bit of work done on the kitchen and putting some shelving in so that I can actually start storing stuff. I bought a set of plateware yesterday, dishware, <laughs> which I think for the first time in my life, I bought something that not only did I like, but will look good in the space, was specifically chosen because of form and function, and not just because it had a $10 sticker on it and it was on sale <laughs> on the end of the aisle. So it feels like things are getting a little bit more real. Like every time I put accessories yeah. in, building out the larger stuff is one thing, but actually accessorizing and putting things in place and uh, making considerations to all the details. I also bought a lot of, uh, I went to the antique malls and stuff yesterday, but I got a load of little cork bottles, glass bottles, like antique glass bottles. Yeah. Lots of details, lots of cleaning up and organizing and yeah hopefully keep moving along i'm really not far off from uh calling the county about the residential thing because the kitchen space like i've mentioned a few times is the last thing i need to do uh of course yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah we've got everything done i know i i mentioned it last episode but i'm in kind of the final throes of it now so it's getting yeah. real nice Good that's well, it for me alphonse what about you what have you been up to um so Saturday was the bimestrial um, virtually crafty festival, um, yes, or the inaugural apostrophe off event. So it was Ooh. the first off we had. Um, it was obviously a cook off, but I'm hoping it will maybe lead to other make offs on mm -hmm. the uh, on the virtually crafty. Maybe just add a bit of spiciness to it. Could be a forge off. Could be a. There's got to be some branding and marketing to be done around turn off. Turn off. Yeah, turn that, off. Was, yes. that was in my notes. Thanks for stealing that, Brett. Um, <laughs> All right. Yeah. You're a turn off. Um, and <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna jump to conclusions, but I, I, I definitely smashed Franco in the challenge. Um, <laughs> however, what I really did enjoy, which was new to me, was having uh, a, the presence of him in my live stream. So a few of the guys normally have kind of like support and someone mm. to talk to and kind of ask questions and read the chat and stuff. And up until this point, I've always been trying to try to do it solo. Um, and it's just such a weight off and you kind of concentrate on what you're doing instead of, uh, uh, am I, am I yeah. lagging? Is there someone mm -hmm. asked a question? Yeah, is, yeah. Is, is people constantly entertained? It's like, no, you can actually just focus on what you're doing. And if there's any dead, dead air, you know, Franco can pick up the slack. So that was, that was really, really helpful. Um, but nice. it's really enjoyable. Um, I think the, the show is getting more, diverse and more interesting each time yeah. um great to see ellen on there i don't know if you caught um james's session he basically just talked through a bunch of cool tools brett you'd have loved it mm -hmm. he was like here's that lovely rasp that you like um here's various different types of pencil and what they're used for and i learned so much from it just like things that you just take for granted with tools it's like holy shit i did not know not, mm -hmm. not know what that's for and james is the master at knowing what things are for so yeah. um yeah really well good. i listened to james on uh maker's waffle yes. and listened to him talk about his idea of you have to know two facts about everything because then it seems like you know everything so okay. i want to know how true that was with his little he, he definitely knew more than two facts about everything. Um, <laughs> okay. I've never seen so many uses for a Copic marker. Um, oh, that's but yeah, it was it was it was lovely. The whole the whole day was lovely. Um, but then having that kind of split session, me versus Franco in the afternoon, then Franco versus me in the evening um, was just a nice way to tie everything together. It kind of broke mm -hmm. up the 
the time divide as well. Yeah. It was really enjoyable. I just finished Franco's. <laughs> so I watched yours a few hours after it ran. And I just finished watching Franco's this morning while I was doing some cleanup. And nice. it is it is a fantastic change to have you like present. And even within the video itself, I can see you over in the corner and there's the, this playoff of the reactions and things like <laughs> that. And you're able to cover up what is effectively B-roll of, you know, Franco's overhead shots. Well, that that, that was my favorite bit. Yeah, it made it easier because you could you could change the camera and not have to worry about, is it still stimulating? You know, am I just looking at hands, for instance, but there's not, yeah. you know, there's no interaction. So that really yeah. helped as well, just having the having the different shots and then being able to talk over them. Nice. It kind of felt it felt more like editing a video than a live stream. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Real time. I editing. did think it was. <laughs> I think it's... have rarely drawn live. <laughs> I think it was uh, my favorite part about Franco's is just the decision to go. Well, instead of noodles, I'm just going to use gnocchi. Genius. I'm like, all right. <laughs> just a chubby noodle. <laughs> Super good. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, no, I mean his, his take on it was was genius obviously as, as most of his stuff is um yeah yeah no good chat man um i think uh i i haven't seen one of the the virtual crowd festivals in surprised me steve fucking ages I, I can't help it um but yeah i i'm looking forward to hopefully catching some of it uh at some point during the week um i however have done absolutely nothing of note uh i've had a very busy couple of days weeks um but nothing nothing particularly outstanding or exciting um and nothing like makery wise uh <laughs> which so yeah i, I have so you've just been working yeah yeah well i've i am um, i've spent the last couple of days uh cleaning pans as well and i've just got lungfuls of white spirit so oh, my fantastic. My sinuses and my throat and my lungs are all on fire <laughs> at the moment. It's fucking brilliant. I, I'm so happy Wonderful. about it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I genuinely have, I like, I, I haven't done anything interesting. Like the most interesting thing that's happened is the fact that my sister's doing a barber barbery course uh, and needed a model uh, to basically just to practice on. So I got a free beard trim. That's Ooh, that, that explains what the sharpness I see. Yeah, the, the, like it's actually Look done. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's, right? it's been called. Yeah. Um, what did you do on Monday, Steve? <laughs> although there, there was a there was a slight worry that I thought she'd like basically just trimmed a load of hair out here, and like I it just like there was a patch of missing hair, and then I looked closely and realized no, nope, that's all just gray, and that's why it's <sighs> nice. not showing up. Mm. Fuck. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so that's kind of it, um, which kind of segues beautifully into our, our topic. <laughs> yeah, why not? Being yeah. old. Oh, no, that was awesome. <laughs> uh, because um, me, me not doing anything. Uh, we, I, I didn't. We, we haven't come up with a, a topic. We're just going to answer a bunch of questions instead. Uh, so the other day, I put a little post in the group, which I think we took the topic from last week as well. Maybe I think I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, but basically just asked what everyone wanted to to hear us talking about but because i didn't do any prep work and didn't put all the questions into something sensible um rushing to record this this morning this morning this afternoon this evening now and good uh, night. we just picked up a, a a random one that is actually a bunch of questions um so uh niall brown uh, i don't know why i said brown like that uh <laughs> asked the question uh, an episode or made the suggestion sorry an episode where you answer all the tim ferris's tribe of mentors questions would be interesting um it's basically just a bunch of kind of who's tim ferris and what's tribe of mentors i don't know do, do you well he sounds like my spiffy but it's not my spiffy oh <laughs> well we I, we'll find out during the break and then we'll spiff them maybe i don't know um but yeah basically it's a bunch of kind of like interviewee sort of style questions um but more mentory interview questions it's it's a bunch of random questions and we're going to ask them to each other because that's what we do so uh going straight into it uh i'm just going to ask the question and then whoever has an idea because i've been racking my brains about this one since he put it up and i'm still not sure uh 
But yeah, it's uh, butter, then jam, then <laughs> cream. I genuinely, I, I was talking to someone about uh, the fact that they don't like um, butter and how fucking wrong it is for someone to not like butter. <laughs> and uh, and then said about the, yeah, that came up. Anyway, uh, I talk about you a lot when you're not around. Um, what the fuck was I saying? Yes, the questions. So I'm just going to ask the question. And if you've got an answer or if you can think of an answer, then just fucking go for it. What book or books uh, have you given most as a gift and why? Or what are your one to three books that have greatly influenced your life? Al, I'm assuming that was because... Yeah, it was a buzzer. It was a quick fire round. Um, I Please always wait until we finish the question. I always <laughs> give copies and apologies to... Uh, Kev, if he thinks it makes him feel less special, I always give copies of Dark Knight Returns to people yes. um, because sometimes they haven't read it, and it makes me sad that people yeah. haven't read the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, so it was it is my most gifted um, book. Any nice. any excuse to buy a copy of Dark Knight Returns for someone? So I'm gonna I'm gonna go for that. I it's not a gifted book, but my most lent book. Don't uh, books, Steve. What? Don't lend people books. Why? Because uh, Admiral Adama says it in Battlestar Galactica, and I'm not going to argue with Admiral Adama. He says you don't lend people books, you give people books. I've, I've never really watched Battlestar. Well, if it was a book, I'd, I'd give you it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, my, uh, that's my most bought DVD box set. I think I've bought that for four different people. <laughs> fucking hell. Because I want them to fucking watch it. Yeah. Um, no, I think the, the one that I kind of I lend out the most is another graphic novel, um, but Transmetropolitan, nice. which, wait, hang on, who wrote Dark Knight? Frank Miller. Who, oh, fuck. He didn't write Transmetropolitan. No, I'm trying to think who it is. It's, I really wanted to say Alan Sugar then, and it's not Alan Sugar. It's... Is it Alan Lee? Alan Moore? Alan Moore, that's it. I think, I think it is. Transmetropolitan. If he did, it would have been very drunk. Warren Ellis. That's not Alan Moore. Neither of those. No, <laughs> it's definitely not Alan Sugar. Um, but yeah, it's a really fucking good book. Um, but I think that I think I talked about before the one that had the biggest influence on me being um, uh, the first and last of men and yes. um, Star Maker. Um, and yeah, both both of which are Olaf Stapleton books. Um, so I think First and Last Men was the first one, and then Star Maker was the second book that he wrote. Um, not in any way a prequel, sequel sort of thing, but both um, kind of having a very abstract idea as to what a protagonist is or just not having a protagonist. Um, just really fucking interesting books. Um, quite quite hard to get into at first but massively enjoyable once you're there but i used to read a lot of fucking because i'm a dick i used to read a lot of um uh dystopian stuff as well so i lent so many people or bought so many people a copy of we by zami yipkin which is what uh brave new world was based on which is obviously what then 94 was based on and well not based on but influenced by and uh, because I was a dickhead, I was like, oh, yeah, actually, the, the first yeah. one. I think that's not actually the original. Yeah, exactly. But to be fair, it was actually a fucking great book as well. Um, I love all three of those. But I think Brave New World, I reckon, is probably my favorite of the three. I want to hear Brett's. Yes. Because I want to, because I've got, I've got the influence. Well, I forgot about the influence question, but I want to hear Brett's either most bought book for people or most influenced book. Uh, spiffed a few weeks back, but Ernst Haeckel, Animal Forms of Nature. I have nice. purchased that book nice. for many a fellow <laughs> art friend. Um, even most recently, my nephew, who is going off to university, and he's going into uh, zoology or or some faction of like animal biology, but he also really likes drawing, mm -hmm. and he didn't know. You know what book would be worlds. great for him? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, he didn't understand, you know, because of exposure, like small town Kansas doesn't realize that there are lots of scientific style drawings or there's um, aspects of the workforce that you could go into where you're just, you're paid to draw pictures of things, you know, or at least do records. 
And so he likes the science. He likes the drawings. I bought all three that you can get in like a little set off Amazon and sent them his way. So that's the most purchased book. Uh, I have also lent the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy book that I have out just because it's the gilded nice. gilded page one. Yes. So it always feels really nice to lend that to somebody. That's the most read. Uh, I've, I've done that a few times because it's great road tripping or flight book reading time. Yeah. Um, and then honestly, my other, my other um, influence books are art books. It's anything from Brian Froud's collection, which he was the concept artist for Labyrinth, Dark Crystal, all of the um, Frank Oz and, mm -hmm. you know, crazy, creepy creatures uh, crossovers back in the day. And then I have a lot of uh, Miyazaki behind the film art books. And those, they're glorified picture books, you know, but there's a lot yeah. of information. It's it's behind the scenes, right, of the things that you love. Uh, I got a wonderful gift of uh, the Breath of the Wild concept mm -hmm. book. So it's, it's a gigantic, gigantic book. It is a tome. And it has every single detail of, like, what the clothing looked like and how it changes a little yeah. bit between the characters mm -hmm. based on where you are. Those kind of things influence a lot of my outlook on creativity as a whole and almost like what we were talking about either last episode or the one before where you spiffed how i see that world al i'll find influences for for things based on drawings that i see of other people you know a curve or a vignette where the light touches just so it like helps me set a scene helps a lot with visualizations and, and illustration obviously i think what, so, what i like about your choices brett is this sounds really wanky but it the the experiences it's not mm -hmm. just a book, right? So yeah. it's like the you're you're delving into a visual world as well as a storytelling world, or you're you're delving into behind the scenes, so you're understanding the how of things, not just the you know here's some pretty pictures. It's mm -hmm. like here's how we built that. Um, and if anyone doesn't own a art book of a film or an art book of a game or an art book of a TV series, fucking get one because they're incredible and they they add so much value to the thing that you will probably already love yeah you know the behind the scenes like behind the scenes on a dvd is nice but to actually hold something in your hand where you're like oh wow that is like yeah that's the map of of hyrule yeah. or that is there because I've, I've got a couple of the um i keep looking over there because i think they're in that pile but i've got a couple of the ones from some of the ghibli films um princess princess mononoko being the mm. the one that i dig out the most often but i've also mm. got one for fury road when that came out oh it was so good yeah so i've got good. the spirited away one i can see yeah yeah, yeah. i bought uh, the um, i bought the june one but then they cancelled my order and refunded me it's like oh no but, yeah, well, I, but i'd been genuinely been waiting for it for years because obviously yeah, june, yeah. Kept, june kept getting pushed back yeah and this book was meant to come out in like um december 2020 no, yeah, but before that even, uh, and I'd yeah. ordered it, and then it kept getting like kept delayed, and then it finally came out. I was like, yes, and then I just got a. This Amazon, is for the new Amazon one. Refund. Yeah, for yeah. the new Dune. Yeah, oh yeah. My God. So I had all the armor and everything because I was dying to make this suit of armor. Yeah, and the, and the film, the film wasn't out, and there was like a few little clips in the trailer. I wanted to, I wanted to get you know yeah. a really beautiful shot of this armor mm -hmm. so I could make it, but mm -hmm. I've never, never seen it. Yeah, um, and I still can't get this book. So if anyone knows where I can get that the the art of Dune from, yeah. Um, oh, but the um, in terms of influence, I've got a fun one and a wanky one. So my wanky one is um, the Hakaguri, the way of the samurai. So mm -hmm. the the book that Forrest Whitaker has in Ghost Dog, and oh, I, saw, yes. I saw I saw Ghost Dog, and I was like, oh, this is great. And the book is obviously great. He also has Rashomon, which is also another nice book. Um, but I got the way of the samurai, and then started reading it, and I was like. Oh shit! So this is these these are analogies and these are metaphors and these are allegories for how to live your life and they all translate and it's like what we do when we when we think of something and we make parallels in the conversations we're having. This book is just packed full of that and it's kind of like it's a religion without the preaching, it's a religion without the shame or the the doctrine or the indoctrination. It's just really really nice thoughts about things. Something mm -hmm. as simple as make how to make a cup of tea or um, how to respect nature or how to swing a sword, you know, and all the thought processes that go into it. 
and they're just really little nice snippets in there. So if you haven't read that book, The Hakaguri, I suggest you get it. It's been translated really well, um, and there's like mm-hmm. notes in it about the translation and stuff. Um, but it's just little, tiny little passages, kind of like a Bible, but not about shaming people into religious hatred. It's just really, really smart. Um, and then my fun one is the, I think the, the book that has influenced, influenced me most in life is Calvin and Hobbes because I never read Calvin and Hobbes when I was a kid uh, and I didn't know what it was about and I didn't realize that it was all, again, kind of metaphors for adult life. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, 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 it's disguised as a kid having fun with his pet tiger, but actually it's all yeah. just social commentary. Um, and I only kind of started reading it when I was like 18 when you're at that really sort of like vulnerable, impressionable stage. And wow, that left a mark on me and made me think about everything that I thought I knew about life. Calvin and Hobbes reframed it for me in a a way that made me a better person, I think. Uh, I think that's, that's, those are both fucking great shouts Um, because A, Ghost Dog is a fucking brilliant film and anyone who hasn't watched it should definitely go and watch it. Uh, And secondly, Calvin and Hobbes is just, fucking wonderful um before we go on to the next question though there is one other uh book recommendation i think or book talking about thing um (laughs) i think we collectively um have all suggested bobbyverse to so many people um so yeah i think that's probably worth a, a shout out as well because that was definitely um like my most recommended book in the last year yes. or so. Um, mm-hmm. Since I think it was Brett mentioned it first. One of you mentioned it first. It kind of seems easier to recommend an audiobook as well. Yeah. You know, I, as opposed to you go out to the shop and buy this book because I told yeah. you to. Like, no, just press a button on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, like, I, I go through so many more audiobooks than I do. Oh, um, this came today. Other ones. Uh, yeah, this is I, just whilst he's going and finding that, as I say, like because the oh, hey, look at that, nice. Uh, I'm not, yeah, I've that, not bought a comic for years. That looks fucking glorious. Because nothing's well. been good enough, and then this looks really good. Batman, the last, the Batman, the last night on earth, because nice. I fell out of love with Batman for a long time for various reasons that yeah. may, or, may or not rhyme with Schmench Maffleck, um, <laughs> but the the Batman has reignited my passion for it so yeah i can go back to reading proper comics now have you, have you seen have you... the new one now yeah okay. i've not seen it yet Fuck. Um, okay i'm just that's all i he's, want he's, that's all i want he's an actual detective who actually solves crimes that's it's basically what i've heard punching people through flaws yeah which <laughs> is what man. i'm quite excited about i i um, think the the main takeaway at the end of yours steve is just if you're somebody that likes books or any kind of audible influence get audible <laughs> like it is one <laughs> yeah, yeah. one platform that i can justify paying for over almost anything else um yeah. especially on just like limited budgets it's it does more for me than i pay for it so yes i, I, I feel guilty sometimes for that very reason <laughs> yeah. no joke i have another eight credits i'm like oh my god my <laughs> cup runneth over yeah i i fucking i I love audiobooks um right next question uh so what purchase of a hundred dollars or less has most positively impacted your life in the last six months or in recent memory so i i've got one that i i don't know 100 american dollars or 100 pounds because it's a little different i mean (laughs) i guess 100 pounds for us 100 dollars for you I was going to say, like, I I think I've talked about uh, before the isotunes and like what a good impact they've had on me because they've allowed me to make hands-free calls, which means I'm actually calling people, like, and genuinely, that like that was the biggest benefit from getting them. Um, although there's definitely stuff that I've spent like less than hundred pounds on that's that's been more positively impactful. But I don't know if that's true actually because it's like that that ability to get over myself and actually make phone calls has genuinely really improved my ability to to keep in touch with friends so mm-hmm. nice. yeah yeah maybe maybe that that's not a bad one for me um i'm just gonna keep talking because you guys look like you're both well, we're trying obviously to trying to think of something yeah i mean I, yeah. going back so not recent months or six months at all mm-hmm. and we joke about <laughs> it a lot 
but an angle grinder. Yeah. Because <laughs> I never used one before and I never realized how much I needed one until I got one. And yeah. there hasn't been a project where I have not used an angle grinder <laughs> in, in five years. Yeah, that's it, a good shout. If, if Audible is, 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 is earned its money back from Brett, that £80 angle grinder, no, yeah. £40, £40 Bosch angle grinder has definitely earned its, earned its keep. Although I would say it's probably one of those where it is worth spending. You don't need to spend oh, everything. I know that now. I know that now. But but yeah, it's like like you say, eighty pound is probably about about yeah. right. Um, yeah, you don't need to go spending like ridiculous money, like getting a, a thin fine one. I mean, don't worry, I fucking love a fine, but the like you don't need to spend that much to get a decent one. Um, I'm gonna keep talking because Brett looks like he's still thinking. Dude, uh, I am so I'm so. Like, I yeah. don't know that I've spent under a hundred pounds on anything or a hundred dollars on anything in the last six months <laughs> because everything that I've done, that's been a huge impact to me is cost more than that. Okay. Um, unfortunately, you know, tools and stuff, I haven't purchased anything new. I keep reusing the same stuff because I know mm. it works. Yeah. Um, I, I like the idea of keying in on like a hundred dollars as being something impactful. Dovetail, like they actually threw me a little uh gift card. So I did have to spend a hundred of my own dollars work towards a dovetail. dovetail. Work yep, work with tail. You. Sorry. Sorry. So, so the work so confused that I was single dovetail between a bit of oak. No, the, the dovetail pants yeah. workwear. Nice. They are still my new favorite thing. I have like seven pair of them now. I just chopped another pair into um, shorts because it's getting fucking hot and I don't have any shorts. Go another uh, positive impact under $100 that I have spent. Uh, and it's another techie one as well. Um, but Wi-Fi light bulbs because... Oh, game changer. What? So fucking good. A, you can, you can make pretty colors and shit, but also like especially in the winter months when it's dark, having it set up so that if I set my search engine that begins with it, I can't say her name because if I say... Alexa, turn on yeah. the Christmas lights. <laughs> if, if I say it, she's going to start listening to me. Um, but, you know, the fact that I can set my smart home speaker device uh, to set an alarm and set up a routine so that once, that, once I've cancelled that alarm, it turns on the light and starts playing a Spotify playlist. Mm. Second, in, second that motion. Creating, so creating routine with yeah. technology and stuff. That's and really also, good. also being able to turn the light out without getting out of bed when you're all nice and comfy and cozy. It's, oh, it's good. And so also I, when, you, when you're watching uh, films and you can just be like, uh, just turn it down a bit. And it yeah. does. Yeah. Great. Can I, can I build on your tech one, Steve? Yes. Again, it's, it feels a bit shallow that we're talking about like things like that. Um, for years and years and years and years and years, I ummed and ahed about getting Apple TV, mm. like the physical box, the Apple TV. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking game changer. Yeah. Everything's on it. So prior to that, I was having to mess around like this on this is on here and that's on that stick, but you can't get that on Chromecast. You need to do that through that box. This is on there, but it stutters a bit on the PlayStation. So you do it on there. And I was like, no, everything's on Apple TV. It's all seamless. It's all like you can just voice control it. Um, it nothing takes any time to load. Yeah. So you could turn on YouTube it's in an instant, turn on Prime it's in an instant. It's all superb quality. Like I can't believe I waited this long to get one. I'm an idiot. Um, and you get three months free Apple TV. So nice. if you've got a hundred quid burning a hole in your pocket <laughs> and you watch a lot of that like streaming shit, get an Apple TV. Yes. And the foundation series is on Apple TV. That's mainly where I got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was too um, tight to sign up for Apple TV, <laughs> so instead I bought an Apple TV <laughs> to get free Apple TV. Fucking idiot. Uh, right, next question. Uh, how has a failure or apparent failure set you up for later success? Do you have a favorite failure of yours? Which, ooh, right? It's a great question, but it's it's one that you got to kind of think about a bit. I think. I think also, how... it does 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 injury count as failure? Sure, yeah. Because I I learn a lot from injuries. You know, I don't I don't appreciate how much torque I'm putting into something, or how sharp something is, or how hot something is, or how heavy something is, until I 
stab myself, put my back out, burn myself, <laughs> uh, breathe in too much wood dust. Yeah. So th- I do that a lot and I learn from it massively. And then as a result, I'm probably better, safer, stronger. Yeah. See, other, I, other I, Daft Punk, uh, I, I do that a lot and I don't learn from it, as you can tell by like, the amount of fucking <laughs> white spirit I've breathed in today. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, yeah, Brett. I think mine has, we could say uh, collectively, every job I held prior to the, joining in the maker community, I look at them as all growing experiences, you know, or uh, if you needed to look at it a little bit pessimistically, they were all failures. They never turned into a career, but they were all stepping stones and I learned crafts and certain aspects of the job that have helped me to where I am now. So I can appreciate that. But I think the biggest one, and we've talked about it, or I've talked about it on another podcast before, is the Africa trip. That yes. thing was four months of failure over after failure after failure after failure. Camera gear breaking, learning how to fix it on the fly, dealing with the hot weather and the and the military and then the paperwork and stuff only to come out the other side and know that I, I don't think I've had an experience since then that has tried and tested me that much, which is why, even though I've gone through some kind of emotional ups and downs over the last few years, um, nothing really sticks long-term because yeah. it's like they, I have not only have I seen other people, in so much worse situations and physically experienced it a little bit of rough housing or the guy pushing me around while holding a gun was it was different and it'll change your outlook on the guy that yells at you in the bar no no, no. it was a very trying four months of my younger life and i would still yeah. consider it a massive failure but you know, something i mean this is such a because I've, I've got a couple of answers for it but i don't know if either of them are particularly like setting me up for later success or it's more a case of like like al said like learning to avoid stuff so i think the and i certainly don't know if it's my favorite one but i think the one i got the the most kind of value out of was um i i've talked about it kind of briefly on here before but we it's it's quite well known that we all have our own mental health issues um and a few years ago, I ended up in a position that I I should never have gotten into. Uh, and I was in a very, very, very bad place. Um, and had one, one day that just tipped me a little bit too far over the edge. But luckily, I, I had people around me that was that, that were able to, to assist. Um, but having been there, and kind of getting to that point has meant that I'm now much more able to to recognize the like the warning signs and the danger and kind of a bit more able to give myself a bit more slack um but also to be able to empathize with other people in that position um so yeah I think like that's probably like the one that I've I probably learned the most from um but yeah I don't know if that's really success, set me up for success set me up for success more i that I might be really... a question for future steve yeah like, is that still a defining moment 30 years from now when yeah. you've created a path for yourself and and been successful in whatever measure that is are you still able to hold on to that one moment and go yep yep i think if you, i think if that? you if you pass it on it's a success okay. yeah. So if, if, yeah if that then becomes something that you can help someone else it's a success yeah mm-hmm. to you Which... just just kind of Balancing out the failure is just equilibrium, right? But yeah, yeah. To then yeah. to then gain from it, I think. Yeah, which I think segues beautifully into my answer for the next question, which is, uh, if you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, metaphorically speaking, getting a message to out to millions or even billions, what would it say and why? It could be just a few words or a paragraph. And... Life's, a, life's a garden. Dig it. <laughs> That's a just throw Jitter. I was gonna say just a giant forty-two with like a <laughs> with like a QR code link. Yeah, <laughs> something completely silly uh, to get people to go read how pointless everything is and how it doesn't matter. <laughs> but I mean, like, so going to the the kind of segue though, like it for me, I I just wouldn't like it because 
that like seeing a motivational quote on a billboard is not going to have much impact on anyone's life. I'd rather spend the time, money and effort it took to get everything on a billboard speaking to like a handful of people and actually having a a positive impact on mm-hmm. less people's life. Like I think if you can have a bigger impact on fewer people, then that's probably better than like just making someone go <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. cats. Yeah. Did, yeah, you see, exactly. did you see the Spotify campaign a few years ago where they did exactly that? They basically spent advertising money on just messages to like one person. No like, way. Um, you know, but it wasn't, they didn't name them, but it was yeah. like, you know, uh, we saw that you played that song 47 times in a row. Like, you know, <laughs> whoever you were sorry to, I'm sure they got the message. Oh, fuck <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it was like, you know, but what I liked about that is that it was, it was about one specific person, but it kind of yeah. resonated with everyone. Yeah. So to your point, it wasn't some generic, um, positive, for positive message yeah. about optimism. You know, it, it was it was just. I'm with you, Steve. I think focusing on the few is is way more impactful than yeah. spreading yourself like thin, like so much butter over so much bread mm-hmm. is not going to get you anywhere. Um. So. It might be able to reach billions, but I'd rather reach one. If I could reach one person, yeah, with that billboard, that would mean more to me than reaching a billion. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I feel that. like I agree with both of you in the sense of like a physical billboard is kind of old hat. <laughs> it does anyways. metaphorically speak. Metaphorically speaking. Yeah. Metaphorically speaking. Yeah, but the idea of being able to feel like it could cost millions or billions. I would gladly spend that money making an impact on a smaller scale. Also, just the idea of think about this in the way that social media goes. There are people that will put a massive marketing budget, either themselves or with a team, throw it out there, be this week's flash in the pan, mm-hmm. then it goes away. Like staying yeah. power is so important. And the idea of a, of a billboard or a, a picture message, a meme, yeah. everything's going to look like a meme anyways nowadays. It's going to be a fucking billboard that's a meme. That being said, though, there is one kind of um, banner that's out there Bruce. that that you fucking dick Eric uh, that pops up quite often um, that I fucking love and I think is my favorite kind of banner, poster, billboard, whatever, and it's just the "Stop killing people, you dicks," um, <laughs> where it's written on things and just hung up, and it's fucking brilliant because it's that's all that you need to say: just stop killing people, you fucking dicks. <laughs> Um, right, should we do uh, one more, then go into Spithin? Nice. Um, sure. I, to those listening, I don't know how long we've actually been recording because my PC and internet have both just crapped out completely several times tonight. So we, this might only be a 10-minute episode, or this might be three hours long. Who knows? Uh, right, what's the next one? Uh, don't, did Steve, choose your favourite. Don't just go in the order. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, I'm giving you a choice. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm saying <laughs> you've got one left. Don't um, don't be dictated by gravity. Okay, well I've I've got to read them now because to remember what what's yeah. Um, go for it. We edit this podcast. It's really interesting. We can take this section out. Right. Okay. In which case, if we're just going for a, a random one, then what is an unusual habit or absurd absurd thing that you love? An absurd thing I love. Yeah. An unusual habit or an absurd <laughs> thing that you love. Al, start listing. I love everything. all absurd things. Absurd <laughs> <laughs> is, is love. I I mean I I asked this because that that second one, an absurd thing. I'm pretty sure me and Brett have the same answer, which <laughs> which, which is Al. I love the fact that Al got it and started laughing, and Brett was just going, "What?" <laughs> I'm not a oh. thing. <laughs> yes, I'm a real boy. I'm a real um, boy. You're fucking absurd. But yeah, I, I quite like that. I mean, like, unusual habit or absurd thing, like, there are so, so many unusual habits that people within the, the group have. And I fucking love it. And, like, I, and I love all of the weird little habits that people have. And I love it when they talk about them. Like, <laughs> I, I, like, when... Especially when it's something that, that that people are like, oh yeah, I do this thing. I know I'm really weird, and I know that I'm the only person that does it. But whenever I something, I've got to have a tic tac afterwards or whatever. And uh, 
And then like eight other people in the group are like, I do that as well. I don't. I don't, I don't think I've had a Tic Tac for like twenty years. I know. Last time right? you had a Tic Tac. If you, I've never bought Tic Tacs in my life. Who buys Tic Tacs apart from Dad? Uh, no, I we used to. Uh, I used to buy them when uh, we used to go to gigs um, because we we used to like eat about three of them, but we used to just flick them at each other at gigs. So we we always. This is when we had like three gigs a week in town, and that was our social life, like. Three pound entry, and then just go in and just start flicking tic tacs across <laughs> across the mosh pit at each other because we're fucking children. Um, yeah, I like I don't the know. idea of when you look at the when you look at society as a whole, these little variations that happen. You know, these these strange things and habits that people develop are what make them oddly unique. So you you meet somebody and you become friendly with them, and then all that top level stuff starts to become the norm. You're like, yeah, 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 we get along because we talk about woodworking or blacksmithing or maker community or whatever. Or even if it goes into video games, like Al and I can wax poetic to each other about graphic novels and video games and illustrators that we like or designers and things. But when it comes to sitting in Al's place and watching how he sits on his couch with his toes grabbing each other, it's like the most delightful thing. Sorry to like throw that out there to the world, Al. I'm literally doing it right now. So, (laughs) (laughs) but what makes Steve do this thing versus this thing? The way watching how you guys differ in making tea, coffee can be made a thousand different ways, you know. And I've seen it done over here, but you're effectively just adding. Well, I can't say just adding hot water to it because it's a cold (laughs) press. There's nitro brew. There's more to it than that, bro. Uh, enjoy. There's a few ways to approach a otherwise simple task and watching people's idiosyncrasies as they approach these things or just what does it mean for you to relax what's your favorite t-shirt what's your comfy shirt that you wear al's got his turtle shirt on it as always i fucking love that thing but like steve you wear shorts you're one of those people that just wear shorts all the time (laughs) like regardless of how cold it is al i know you do that too like you guys would prefer to wear shorts all the time (laughs) time. get away with it definitely and i like wearing long pants and jeans (laughs) and things like that how did you get created and i get created (laughs) as a person and we don't do the exact same thing it's what makes like that spice of life of variables and variations and why people don't do the same shit Steve, I don't forge like you do. I'm not taught the same way that you do. You can give me loads of shit about how I do things. And it's <laughs> it's not only helpful, but it's the very specific way that you interact with me where you're you're helpful and you're being supportive. But if I talk to another person in that same fashion, it may not go the same way. What made you like that? I yeah. want to know all these things about people. I'm so excited to meet somebody's uh, or meet a new person and then find out what the weird little nuances. Like, why do you like your toast folded that way? <laughs> who folds toast to begin with but that's like that's the that's the beautiful thing about it all is the the fact that you know, it is those little weird weird oddities those, those little imperfections and those little variances that make people interesting that's what gives us personality that's to fucking link it back to um the an earlier question like that's the whole thing with the bobiverse like those replicant drift like it's it's those little slight changes that make shit spiffing. People that we think that are spiffing. Sweet. Have you got an order? Yeah, it's BSA. BSA, uh, which means Brett, you are first. Ooh, I get to go first. All right, uh, let me make sure that I've got this queued up on the old grams. Uh, I was made aware of this account just the other day. And speaking of all of the art books and things like that that influenced me in the past, this was like a big inspirational moment where like this is an account that I'm now going to start following for a reason that's difficult to explain to anybody else. It's a collective, almost like Al's uh, How I See That World, which I really hope people are actually going and exploring that page. This one is artist underscore unity underscore. So in the camp of Mount underscore Phillips underscore metal underscore works. It's a collective, but the majority of their work is done in that kind of adolescent style, which is something I was never ever, never able to get into with my own artwork or creativity. 
something just didn't really click with me being able to do more not even this is i would say more adolescent than calvin and hops right so less line work a lot more color driven but it's animations and little shorts and they're brilliant like most of them are comedic it's a completely different approach than something that i would do but i love people that are able to tell a short story in a handful of visuals because i'm working on the maker adventure stuff coming up it's nice to just get a new wave of inspirational graphical animations that people are doing so artist underscore unity underscore it's been really enjoyable i've been looking nice. through so many of their animations and there, there's something to be said about those art books or the calvin and Hobbes things where you have a five second video and it just nails whatever it's trying to say usually nice. it's something about like butts or cats and it's very like ordinarily uh when you first say the thing i bring it up on uh my other screen and check it out whilst you're talking about it but because my screen was being a, uh, my screen my computer's been being a dick um it didn't actually load the page until after i'd already forgotten what the name was so i'm literally just put it up now and i'm talking because i am killing time whilst i'm looking at it that's really <laughs> really cute yes good they job are really cute can you just send a link, please? Because there's several Instagram accounts called artist underscore unity underscore. Just want to make sure it's the oh, same no. account. Yeah. That's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to um, send this one to you. Go on. Cool. Uh, was the other BS BSA, which means I am next. Uh, and as I said I was going to do, I'm going to spit someone else from the uh, Group Forge project. Um Tony from Woodland Iron, Tony Woodland, uh, who is just a, is a lovely, very, very dry Canadian guy, um, as in dry sense of humor, not as in like dry ginger ale. Yeah, I've not, I've not been touching him that much. Um, but yeah, no, he's a blacksmith, powerlifter, podcaster, as he says on his um, thingy. But um, yeah, Canadian Steve. Yeah. Uh, yeah, except he can actually lift stuff. I can't. Um, I watched you yeah. leg press a thousand pounds. Get out of here. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he's uh, he's one of the co-hosts of the Working Hands podcast, which is also well worth a uh, listen uh, if you're looking for something else to listen to. Um, but yeah, Tony's fucking lovely. And he does some really nice work. And he's just a fucking nice person to, to be around. Um, so yeah, if you don't know Tony, go and check him out. Um, and, uh, if you do know Tony, then give him some shit because fuck him. Um, right. Al, I do know uh, Tony. I know Tony well, and <laughs> I will agree. You can send him a big fuck you on yeah. behalf of us and he'll appreciate it quite a bit. <laughs> the first thing that he said to me when I saw him, at, uh, the Blackthorn was basically, um, that he was going to send me a load of shit about my 500k leg press. I was like, yeah, nobody cares about your leg press. But he felt like he didn't know me well enough to say that. I was like, <laughs> understandable, but thanks. And also, fuck you. Wonderful. Uh, he's um, one of the only people that messaged me one time uh, when I was wearing shorts in a video that I posted and was just like, hey, how about that leg day? And I was like, easy, easy, <laughs> easy. Brilliant. Bless him. Um, yeah, fucking great guy. Um, Al, who would you like to spiff? This is a re spiff, and Steve, you're going to like this one. Uh, Series two of Tim Hunkins' The Secret Life of Components is nice. out, uh, and it will be out, I think, on Thursday, first episode. So whoever's editing this should get it out in time. Um, absolutely love Tim Hunkin. Loved it when he reappeared on YouTube and gave us all the lovely BBC shows and then made his own series about components. And it was absolutely incredible. And now he's bringing a new series out because he got so much good feedback from it. Um, and yeah, he's essentially my maker hero is Tim Hunkin. So if you're not following Tim Hunkin on YouTube, get on there. You've got a couple of days to catch up with the, the previous series, but it's just little shorts about random components in your tool. So it might be about a hinge or a thermistor or a, a rubber band or a wheel or a bearing, anything. And it tells you all about it and all the uses and all the different kinds. And it's wonderful. Nice. Good shout. Uh, and you're right, I do like that one. He's fucking wonderful. Um, 
Cool. Right. I think that's it. Is there any other business? No, nothing from Brett. Al, have you remembered yours from last week that you couldn't remember? No. Cool. Um, uh, I don't think I had anything. So I'm going to say no. So if you want to find us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshow Networks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. I did have one for that, but I totally forgot it. Oh, it's a good one as well. Uh, if you want to find us as a group, uh, Fools with Tools or FWT Podcast. If you check out the Instagram, I may have spammed it a little bit with like the 50 <laughs> you that absolutely I not did. put up. Um, yeah, sorry guys. Uh, I don't encourage it because people be like, oh yeah, uh, picture bomb. And then you'll think it's a good thing. So then yes. you won't do it again for another 15 months. Nah, fuck that. No, don't, don't, no. Because it, like the, the ball ache of going and finding all the fucking things and finding them in a place that I can actually download them as well. So I, I actually had to go onto Facebook because you can't download the picture from SoundCloud. So I had to go onto Facebook, find all of John D. Harvey's posts and download them from there. And luckily you can now upload to Instagram from your browser. So I didn't have to export it to fucking Google Drive and then download it onto my phone. And then get yeah, it was not fun. I did not enjoy it. Um, so I will be keeping up to date on that and also getting you guys access to the things so that you guys can do it because sharing is caring. Um, so yes, go check out all of the wonderful, I was going to say all of Owl's wonderful work then, but it's not just Owl because Brett does some as well and they are wonderful as well. Um, I, I did one and you can all guess which one that one is. I think that's the best one. I've genuinely had comments from strangers about the one you did, Steve. Really? A good, like, a good, in a good way. This? Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, go go have a look at the Instagram because some of the thumbnails in recent times, in fact, some of the classic thumbnails as well are fucking fantastic. Um, Al did set a yeah. high standard early on. He really good. did. Like, considering like the first few thumbnails were just random pictures that I pilfered off of Google image search. Like, yeah, we've, we've come a long way. Um, but yeah, so that's it. So until next time, we love you all. Peace out and stuff. Word. <laughs> it was Brett doing this. It was either peace out or is it some kind of like Ronald Reagan quote. Ah, um, <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> Haru. Haru.